We really enjoy when we visit with Eric Thomas in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics, because this guy was an outstanding football player. And now he's an outstanding high school football coach, helping young men get scholarships to better themselves, get great opportunities, get a great education. Who knows what it's going to lead to? I mean, he's affecting young people in such a positive way. We're going to talk about that, talk about Dick LeBeau, and also talk about the upcoming season with the Cincinnati Bengals, what it might look like in the back end. Appreciate you joining us in the trenches with Dave Lappin, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we're coming from our studios here, provided by First Star Logistics, Logistics, and they are top-notch, as is our guest, top-notch. This guy, in 1988, when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl, he's a Pro Bowl player, seven interceptions, led all cornerbacks with seven picks, had an unbelievable year, none other than the legendary Eric Thomas, E.T. Welcome, my man. <laughs> What's up, Lab? How you doing, brother? I'm telling you, that was a year to remember. I mean, it was, man. Oh. You know, I mean, you know, I I didn't win a lot in high school, um, and then obviously when I went to I went to Tulane, we weren't winning there either. So, so uh, my best, my most fun and most successful year of football was that '88 season. So it was nice to have that at the pro level. But it was uh, that was a fun, fun year, man. That was. You, that was you know, and you know this because you've been in the Super Bowl. You've been, the, you know, and when, when you get to that far in football, I mean, once you get past that first round of playoffs, everything is gravy at that point, you know, because if, if you've never been there, you're just sucking in a new experience. And, you know, think about years later, you know, th- you think like Dan Marino went to that Super Bowl in his second year. Right. And that's when I went. <laughs> and I thought, I'm not going to do what he did, never go again. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. But uh, I tell you what, the memories, you know, you get those kind of memories, you never forget them, and it's all it makes it all work. And, and it's crazy, though, because you think about it. I mean, there's still less than 60 Super Bowls. Yeah. And more guys, many more guys, you know, Merlin Olsen, you know, he, he never went to a Super Bowl. I mean, uh, guys yeah. play forever, right. playing the Pro Bowl every year, yeah. never get to the playoffs. I mean, a bunch of guys uh, – Guys played their entire career double digit. Tequila Spikes never went to a playoff. Yes, never, never played in a playoff game. Fifteen years in the NFL, crazy. Yeah, so so that's why you when you when you when you hear about you know about that, it, it just you know it puts you in a mindset and, a, and gives you a feeling like no other. Really, does. right, yeah. right. So you uh you were coached by a guy named Dick LeBeau, who I think is as good a coach, a great player, Hall of Fame player, Hall of Fame coach as well. That guy was such a great teacher, wasn't he, E.T.? I mean, what was it about his style? Now that you're in the coaching profession, what was it about about Dick LeBeau? How did he influence you? What's your biggest takeaway from time spent with Dick LeBeau? Well, I I tell you, for me, Lap, when I got drafted, I came in, I came in the NFL as a a track athlete. Um, That's one thing that they knew about me that I could run really, I could run well. Um, You know, my football uh, knowledge, my football IQ. Uh, even my football skill was very, very green. Um, but that I think that's the that's the the greatness of a Dick LeBeau. He can take someone like me who hadn't played uh, at a super duper high level because I just didn't have the coaching. I didn't have I wasn't in, a, in that environment. I didn't play at Alabama, um, right. so he brings he brings me in 
And uh, and it's funny. Well, when when Dick came to Tulane, he he they all coaches they sent coaches on visits to come see players. And at that at that time, the Bengals didn't have scouts. You know, the coaches were the scouts. Right. So Dick came down at, down down New Orleans, and I was expecting to see him as I saw a lot of other coaches that came in. And he comes in, he walks into the room, and he's in there sitting down watching film. He's an avid film watcher, as you know. Yep. He just watched tape after tape after tape. He just do it for hours. I yep. come in, he's watching, he's watching, he's watching tape of me. And uh, we sit down, and he continues to watch for a little while. He talks about a couple plays that I, I had made, and he was real simple. He said, um, uh, I came in with my workout gear on because everyone that came, that came to the wanted me to work out. Dick comes in. He says, I'm not going to work you out. He said, you know, we, we got an idea of what you can do. We've seen you run. We know all that. He said, well, we're going to draft a corner back high. That's all he said. He said, we're going to draft a corner back high. He said, um, you're one of our prospects. And uh, he said, I don't know if it's going to be you. He said, but we're looking. We're going to get someone high. Lo and behold, that's where I, I come to Cincinnati. Um, it was a blessing. It was. I think that initially, and I think, you know, as a player, you remember this. Uh, you get drafted by the Bengals. Your agent calls and says, there's a good chance you're going to be holding out. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing you hear because you did, the reputation was they weren't paying players well. They made it hard for players to sign. And right. um, and so I hear about that, and I'm thinking, well, well uh, hopefully I can get there and get, and get start getting taught. But when I came here, Dick was immediately um, hands-on about teaching. Uh, the greatest teaching coach I've ever had. Solomon and, I, Solomon and I work out a couple times a week. We still talk about Dick because some of the things that he taught us as football players, stuff that even when I went to other teams, I went and played for the Jets uh, and played for Pete Carroll. I played for Ed Donatel in, uh, in in Denver. He wasn't yeah. teaching these things. They weren't teaching these things. And so Dick was well ahead of well ahead of them in terms of the, the developmental thing as far as when it comes to players. And me being a corner, him being a corner, he just he was just so patient. I get in practice and I make a mistake on my coverage and he come in, he put, put his hand on my shoulder while we're walking back. He'll say, the little things you're doing, if you can clean those up and you will, he said, you're going to be a good player. And that's reinforcement for a young guy like myself. Cause I mean, I was still green. And, if you, and then you remember I came here very first game against uh, the 49ers. I give it a touchdown against Jerry Rice. Yep. Um, he was the one that protected me from the media. Uh, you know, he's in the, he's in the coaches, coaches locker room. He knows I'm out there getting hammered by the media he immediately comes out and acts like he's got something to talk to me about. Pulls me out of the out of the coming area. I need to talk to you. Excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Takes me in the coach's locker room. And says, uh, "I just wanted to get you out of that mess." He was trying to make sure he took. I was such. A, I was a young player. I was a rookie. So he was yeah. trying to make sure that 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 play didn't ruin my confidence and, and ruin me for the rest of the year. Sure. Uh, he, he he just sort of he knew that that kind of play could do that to a cornerback. You know, you know, playing cornerback a very fragile position. And if you lose your confidence, it's like you can never get it back. I mean, I've seen cornerbacks in this league lose their confidence, and they never, ever get the confidence back. So Dick was real uh, leery of an understanding that he did it for all of us. He did it for me. He did it for Lewis. So I wouldn't just say, wouldn't say, just say he did it for me. He did it for a lot of players. You know, he went, to, he went to Pittsburgh, and I saw Rob Woodson playing my position in, in that defense, and I saw him excelling. And uh, and I think Rob was a player – after his rookie year, just like I, I did, he struggled because he didn't know any, he, he didn't know how to play any technique. And Dick comes into Pittsburgh, teaches him how to play technique, cleans him up within two years, and the guy makes the 75th anniversary team. Right. I mean, and, and 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 that's 
that's coaching. But he, even when you when you go to Pittsburgh, some of the players that they had, the Darren Perrys, I mean, he goes and makes these players that they're very, very good players. And if people don't know, Dick coached the secondary. He didn't coach the corners. He coached the secondary when he was here. He coached all of us. So uh, we all had a chance to really be touched by uh, how he went about learning and his patience. I had uh, exposure to him in the senior bowl. When I played in the senior bowl, he was, it was his first year of coaching and he was a special teams coach for Mike McCormick with the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and he's like, big man, I'm going to give you an opportunity. You know, we don't have that many players. You're going to be my R one on kickoff coverage. You're covering kickoffs, big man. I said, I said, I am. He goes, yeah, you're the fastest line, offensive line. We got, we got to have you down there running out covering kickoffs. I'm what? like, okay. He goes, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you what I want. And I'm telling you, man, this guy was a teacher, you know? Yes. I mean, he, and he yeah. got into the, the little minutia things. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. I never thought, you know, running down, covering a kickoff could be this detailed, you know? I mean, he was he was unbelievable. He really was. He, he was a spectacular coach. And now, painted forward, fast forward, what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, coaching in the high school ranks and, 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 and teaching these young athletes things that Dick LeBeau taught you. I mean, it just, it, it, it pays itself forward, doesn't it? You know, that's what one reason why I decided to get into coaching. I started coaching what four or five years ago over at Princeton high school. And I coached there for two years. And, you know, one of the reasons I got in because, well, Mike Daniels was, a, was a head coach there at the time. Right. I got a real, I'm real warm with Mike. Mike's a wonderful person. So I, I said, I want if I was going to get into coaching, I want to be with someone who I knew I was comfortable with. And Mike came in and he really allowed us to just, really going to a teaching phase of teaching players and what's happened now. Um, and even then I, I was using the same way of teaching that I was taught best. And that was the way that Dick taught me patience. Don't have to yell, just teach, 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 teach. Cause there's always a teaching moment in everything that a player does on the field. You know that, like I know it. I mean, yep. even, if he, even if he thinks he does, he did it right. There's something that you can uh, help him out with and make him do it better. Yep. And uh, for me, I've had a chance to sort of take that experience that I had with Dick and I pass it along to coaching. And, and I think that I tell my guys, I said, you know, you guys are going to learn a lot of things from me that you probably wouldn't learn from a lot of coaches because I'm giving you some of my experience as a player. I'm giving you some of my experiences when I was coached and how I was coached. I said, because if you, and if you do this, you're going to see yourself going and have an opportunity to, to, to play football longer, longer than you think you do. And I tell you right now, we have two guys, a guy that just uh, committed uh, to West Virginia. He's a safety named uh, Jaquan Bostic. We have another kid named Tyshawn Ty Banks. He's another safety and play, he plays corner. He just committed to uh, uh, University of Pittsburgh. We have we have who I think is the top corner in the city, a kid named Quentin Price. He's 6'2", weighs 180 pounds, and he can run with any any receiver in this city. He And, he, and he's, he's going into his junior year. So I've used the things that I've learned to give these guys, you know, some kind of basis for how to play. And the hope is that they take what I teach them, and if they take it into college – it's going to put them, a, I think, a step ahead of where they would be because I tell guys, I said, you know, you can't play good football if you're not willing to be a, a technique at it and really focus on what's being taught to you. It's one thing to know the defense, to know we're playing cover three or playing cover two or playing man-to-man. It's another thing in having a technique and knowing the right technique to play with those particular defenses. And so for me, that's where I think that that the, the, the teaching gets down into the nitty-gritty because you can tell these guys things that they are not going to know, probably even through college, they won't hear these things. And so they, they, I think the experience of playing the league the nine years, having the really good coaching with Dick, uh, having the chance to work with Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll was a fantastic coach, so I learned from him just like I learned from Dick. 
I take all those things that I learned and I, and I bundle up and I give it to my kids, not so much in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bottle, but I give it to them slowly. I, I, I trickle it to them so they can have a chance to learn. The more I trickle it, the more I can reinforce it time and time. It takes more time. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to see if I can get these kids where they can go and be good football players and be, be, be good student athletes. And um, it's worth it. And I'll tell you, that's that's a heck of a life you're living there, E.T. I mean, it. I had, I had a little experience uh, that, that I'll never forget. When my son was at Moeller, the Moeller coaches asked me to work with the offensive linemen that weren't playing much. You know, some of these kids couldn't even get in a stance right, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, I thought, okay, hey, these kids, they want to be part of it. They want to, they want to, you know, try to be as good as they can be at football players, just like the kids that are starting, you know. Right. So I, I had about eight kids I was working with, and this one kid was so persistent on trying to get some playing time. And man, this kid, this kid was a sponge, you know, and worked with this kid, worked with this kid. And then about halfway through the season, you know, as I'm going to the games, watching my son play, there he goes. He goes out the field, coach is put in the rotation. And I went up to the coaches afterwards. I said, Hey, my guy, my guy's getting some burn. They're like, yeah, man, he's, he's really come on. Yeah. I had such a good feeling about that. You must be, you must feel so good every day working with kids like that, getting the best out of them. And then when they get scholarships, and it and takes a huge burden off of them, their families, and everything. That must be unbelievable, ET. It, it is, Lab. I'm telling you, and, I, and, I, and I'm telling you, I get that same feeling what you're talking about. You know, the the kids, the, this one kid, the Cal State by Quentin Price, the corner. Now, his sophomore year, two years ago, I mean, I had to watch him every single play just to make sure that he wasn't going to screw something up. And now we get to the game, I don't have to watch him at all. I don't watch him at all. I watch the other corner. And so uh-huh. this guy, he, he's taking his level to such, he's taking the game to such a high level. He's he, he's he's taking the the critiques, he's taking the praise, and he sort of found he found found a way to balance the two because you you know when you're an athlete you have to take the criticism and you got to take it the right way and then when you get praised you got to take that the right way too because when you get praised don't mean you got it don't mean when you criticize don't mean you don't have it but you have to find a way to a balance of trying to absorb this as, as an athlete and I see all these kids doing that and to me that's the that's the most gratifying thing. I never thought that I was going to be coaching per se. Um, I know that I have the chops for it. I know I have the intellect for it. Um, right. I didn't right. know if, I, if my body, <laughs> I know my body would be able to absorb the energy to do it. And and what I, but you know, how, when you're when you're a football player, you're sort of a gladiator. You sort of get up and go, even though you're tired. You know, you're hurting a little bit. You get up and drag your butt down there again. And so, right. just yeah, we just started. We just started ball this week, and so we're we're sort of in it right now. We our first game is August 18th, so it's coming up pretty quickly, and so Man. we only have so much time to get prepared. and And for me, uh, having a chance to work with these these kids has um, has been uh, quite gratifying. Man, you're out there in the heat of the day, et man. That's that's just an endurance one, test. One, one, one to three thirty, lap one to three thirty. Oh, <laughs> et, you're the man. You are the man. It's a that is an endurance test. There's no doubt, man. So. What do you think, having played the position at the highest level, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, and now coaching and everything, what is the biggest attribute that a, a young athlete has to have to be successful in the secondary, do you think? You know, you can go you can go down to measurables, the, the speed and quickness and all that, but I think that when it comes down to just being a player, you have to be willing to be taught. You have to be open to learn. Um, every time you play, a, even if you're playing a position, there's things that can be tweaked to make you better at that position. You know, offensive linemen, you guys, you know, uh, Jim McNally just 
just just tweak things and tweak things, tweak things. And it was it, he was tweaking things the way they weren't tweaking things in the NFL, as you know. You remember that? Well, it's the same yeah. way with coaching. You know, you, you got to say, hey, these kids have all this, but are they willing to learn? Are they willing to say, let me apply the techniques in which I'm getting learned in practice to, 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 to really learn them the best I can so when I take it on the field, it carries onto the field. You know, trying to get these kids to understand that 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 the muscle memory of what you're doing, you want to, we do these drills every day to make sure that when you line up in a real football play that you do the same thing, but your body does it. Your body does it, it allows your brain to think because, you know, football is a thinking game. These people think the football players are dummy. You can't be no dummy and play football. No, I tell you, you can't be dumb and play football because you have to know what you're doing. And sometimes these plays happen quickly. And so you really have to know what you're doing. So for me, I think that's been the biggest thing is saying, let me make sure that I keep these kids locked into understanding that you have to come out to practice every day to try and get better. You, you don't, if you waste a day out there messing around, you know, you, you lost a day where your competitor might've gotten better that day. And so I try to keep, keep these kids on edge and understanding that, don't give the the, the, the the your opponent a day to win when you could have won the day. And, and that comes down to when you get to practice, you come inside the gate in time to practice, practice like you mean it. Practice like you want to be the best. You know, we talked to our kids about winning the state championship. We were two games away from it last year. I said, we're better now. We have better players. They're, we're older. But are you are we willing to put in the work? Are, are guys willing to come to, the, come to practice every day and put in that work knowing that when I leave, I'm going to be dead tired but it's going to be worth it because it, because we're driving towards trying to win that state championship. And I told I told our guys that, that have scholarships. I said, all you guys that have scholarships already have offers and have made uh, your verbals. I said, a lot of guys over here that haven't. And I said, what you want to do? You want to make sure we have the best season so those guys get looked at and get the, the same opportunity you have. Right. And so you know, and that's the thing that Dick gave us: give it to someone, teach it. Pass it along. Pass it forward. It'll mean something. It, it means something more. It means more than them than it does to you. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned that these young kids, these high school kids, they want this information. And I've learned now doing it for as long as I have that they, this, this information means more to them than it does to me because they yeah. want it. And I love that. So it's, it, it's made, uh, uh, you know, this transition to coaching uh, uh, quite fun, quite fun. Man, it's like you're pure, pure gold to those guys, E.T. I mean, you, you played it. Uh, you know it, you can teach it. I mean, here. When, when and you... every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. King.